You're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's community radio station. Welcome to the Mindful Aging Show, where we explore the connection between health, mindful aging, and aging gracefully to give you information to make choices that educate and empower you to be your best advocate and live your life fully. My name is Sebra B., and I am the host of the Mindful Aging Show. The goal of this show is really to identify mindful aging from your perspective and put into action for you to live a life that you value. I want to start by talking a little bit about why mindful aging and why I decided to talk about mindful aging. Well, I had a birthday last week, and I am now in another decade, and in a decade that actually starts sort of the last few decades of my life. I will say that I am now a septuagenarian, and for those of you that don't know the definition of a septuagenarian, it is someone who is in their 70s. So when I was thinking about doing this, I said, I'm going to talk to my younger self and tell her some things. So I said to myself, well, let's see, what age would I start at if I really wanted to talk to my younger self? So I went back to my 50-year-old self. And I actually did go back to my 30-year-old self, but I just want to share just a couple of things that I said to myself, to my 50-year-old self. I said, you are now half a century old. You have done some great things in your adult life for the first part of the, the half of the century. You have accomplished some things that you really wanted to do. You didn't think you had a goal, but in the back of mind, or your mind, you did. You did some major things like make a, a major move from one city to another. You changed professions. You went back and got some degrees. You learned a lot of great things about the profession that you chose. And in each one of those, when you decided to make that move, you thought about it, but not for a long time, but strategically saw how it would really help you with your life as the years went by. I would tell that 50-year-old self that... No, in 20 years, you did not run a marathon like you thought you would at your 50-year-old se- with your 50-year-old self because when I was 50, I decided for my birthday that I was going to raise money for an organization that I was involved with at the time and that I decided to walk the 26, what is it, 26.2 miles, I think, the full marathon. So I trained. And I ended up doing it. It was walking and running, walking and running, but I have to say it was mostly walking because it took me seven and a half hours. But I did it, number one, because I wanted to give the gift of 
conscious focus and discipline about my health to myself. And I also wanted to raise money for an organization, like I said, that I was involved with. Um, And at the time, I actually happened to be working in the healthcare field, and I was a nurse in this particular clinic. It was the arthritis clinic, and I raised money for the Arthritis Foundation, and I raised quite a bit of money. I got a lot of support from people who encouraged me at 50 to do that, but also donated anyway because they didn't think I was going to do it. But I did, and it was such an accomplishment. And I also remember after, you know, the, the, the race was over, they told us, in order for you to be able to walk tomorrow and the next day and the next day, you need to go and sit in a cold tub of water or uh, an ice, a, a tub filled with ice. So I remember, you know, those of us that were newbies were saying, oh, my God, I can't, <laughs> I can't do that. I can't even walk across the street. But... I believed what they said, and I went and I sat in a cold, 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 cold tub of water. And the next day when we had to go to our, a brunch that they had for us, you could look around and see the people that did not sit in the cold water. Because although I was walking slowly, and I have to admit my muscles really, really, really were aching, I was able to walk. And the discomfort really wasn't so bad. And so I knew that I really had accomplished something. And I knew that if I really put my mind to something, I could do it. Now, of course, you say, well, at 50, you should really know that. But we don't always know that. And we don't always concentrate on, well, first, we don't always set a goal And second, we don't always concentrate on whatever the best process is for us to achieve that goal. But I did. And so I would tell my 50-year-old self, moving forward, that's what you really need to do. And you've done that with quite a few things. And so we will fast forward to going into the septuagenarian years. I've had a lot of life experience. I've had a lot of joys. I've had some losses. I was a caregiver for my mom in the last few years of her life a couple of years ago. And being a caregiver gave me so much joy. It was very, very difficult, though. And it was an eye-opener to know that I really need to be conscious about how I'm going to move into the third and possibly last decade of my life. And so, with that, I said, I'm going to create a bucket list. And there are some things that I want to do when I have the flexibility of no longer having to be responsible for going to um, a job with a structured time frame, you know, 40 hours, 8 hours a day, and being responsible to a corporation organization, there are some things that I want to do. Now, we call that retirement. And when I left that job, I had to leave early because I knew that I was going to need to be the, a caregiver, and I needed the flexibility for that. So even at that time, 
I had the opportunity to make a decision to leave earlier than I wanted to leave, but to focus on what I was going to do to allow myself to have the flexibility in my life to become a caregiver for my mom, which was inevitable, and that's what happened. And so on that bucket list was learning radio production. Now, when I raised that money when I was 50 and ran the marathon or walked and ran the marathon, I did a show for BNN. It was called the Arthritis Answer Show. And I had doctors and nurses and people in the medical field that focused on rheumatology or arthritis to come on the show and talk about a variety of issues that are related to that. And that gave me so much joy. But I was in the studio, and all I needed to do was read my information. Everything was set up for me. I wasn't a producer. But I said, you know, at some point when I quote-unquote retire, I think I want to learn how to do that. I think I want to have a little television show so that I can share information with people to empower them. And so this was on my bucket list. And so as we moved forward in time, the talk shows or the radio shows became podcasts. They were coined as podcasts. So I think this is a radio show. It definitely is an information show. It definitely is a community radio station information show, but it kind of also is in the podcast, podcast bucket. So that's what I tell people. You know, I'm a person that loves to get information and share it. And I love to share it because people are empowered when they have knowledge and education and information, especially when it comes to their health, their life, their families. So that's why I created this. And the goal of the show really like I said, you know, um, is to find that connection between health and mindful aging and aging gracefully. But it's to identify mindful aging from your perspective and to put into action the way you should be living your life and to have value with that. I want to establish mindful aging, and find out really what that is and how to live mindfully as we age. I want to have the goals of education, empowerment, and advocacy, and how to take action. I want to be able to discuss how we'll do that throughout the shows and to have conversations with people who are aging consciously, aging mindfully, and see what that really looks like. And imagine how that can be. You know, I said that I use the word retire, but now I use I'm at the stage where I am able to reimagine and redesign the way that I want to live and move forward into my older years. So you're going to hear me say that a lot when I talk about, you know, what we would consider um, retiring. I want to share with you information about health from experts that can help you stay focused and mindfully age. 
And I want to discuss how we're affected by all the aspects of our environment. I want to have conversations with everyday people, like almost as if we're sitting at the kitchen table, just talking about what life means. And I want people to be able to think back and sort of share with their younger selves what life is going to be like as they move forward and give them advice on how to mindfully age. So I wanted to remind you that you are listening to WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's community radio station. We're going to take a short break, and we will be right back to continue the Mindful Aging Show. Stay tuned. Welcome back to WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's community radio station. You are listening to the Mindful Aging Show, and I am your host, Sebra B. Yeah, so John Caffey and the Van Gogh brothers say, I want to live. That was from Doubt. A great, great song. So as I was saying, my goal for the Mindful Aging Show is to identify mindful aging from your perspective and to put it into action for you to live a life that's really important and valued. I was saying that I want people to be able to look back and talk to their younger selves and share what it's like moving forward, giving them advice on how to mindfully age. And as the time goes by, I want us to be focused. I want us to have meaning. I want our mindfulness to allow us to be educated, to be empowered, to become our own advocates. And then let's take action on making you the best person, making your best self, so that you can live mindfully, no matter what your life circumstances are. But you know, that takes education. It takes education around mindfulness. And it takes tools that allow us to make the shift that we're going to consciously reimagine and redesign our lives from this moment. This moment meaning the moment that you hear my voice moving forward. 
whatever that looks like to you. So what I plan to do, like I said, is to sometimes talk to you from my perspective on mindful aging. Sometimes I will talk to many people that I know and see how they feel about mindful aging. I will tell you that I feel I have been blessed to have some nanogenarians in my life. Those are people that are in their 90s. And to sit and listen to their wisdom and to sit and look at or listen to the wonderful things that they've talked about in terms of aging and how they did it and how they see their lives now, no matter what has been going on, has been, I think, such a gift and a real blessing to me. So I want to have that kitchen table-like talk with them just to sit and, and soak in all of the advice, the wisdom, their opinions <laughs> about some things, and offer it to you for you to reflect on how you want to move forward with aging or if you are in that age group, how your life seems, what life is like for you. I also want to have some healthcare professionals on to talk about health, to talk about aging, to talk about lifestyle, to talk about wellness, because I think that's really going to be important. I want to have some guests that will also talk about how you can navigate the healthcare system. I know that that is a struggle for many people of all ages, and the healthcare system has changed so much, and sometimes it can be very complicated, especially, you know, since, since COVID and how things are opening up again and how even the concept of, of doctor visits is changing a little bit. With telehealth and, you know, technology being more involved, want to talk a little bit about that and, and help you empower yourself. I want to talk about the environment and how it affects your daily living, your activities of daily living. I want to talk about many things that just involve concentrating on the moment, whether, like I said, that's involved involving your physical activities, your mental activities, your spiritual activities, <clears throat> your environment. I want to talk about aging as a spiritual journey because I had a wonderful conversation with someone that's in their 90s. And to hear that perspective, I think is going to be so profound when I interview her. I want to have you self-reflect with everything that you do. I want you to be conscious about everything that you do, everything that you say, every path that you take. And when I say conscious, just being in the moment, which really requires being observant about your life and how you're affected by your environment, how you're infected by your, affected by your family, how you are affected by the things that we kind of take for granted every day. So mindful aging. 
What is it? Well, I want to just read a little bit to you um, from a book that is by Dr. Roseanne M. Leipzig, or Leipzig, and it's called Honest Aging. And she talks a little bit about aging. And she says, the key to aging well lies within you. The attitudes and responses you have to growing older and entering old age. So aging, (laughs) it's better than an alternative. It's a familiar quip. It's not often said with a lot of enthusiasm, and it's hardly a rousing recommendation for what may be up to a third of a person's life. Of course, there'll be inevitable physical declines and there'll be losses that can transform your life, but as long as you're alive, there will be a lot of new options for improving your well-being, your happiness, and your sense of purpose. She goes on to talk a little bit about resilience, and she says being resilient, facing challenges, and establishing a new normal can allow you to have a positive outlook about the future. To think outside the box, you may find yourself in, and to appreciate the possibilities, the humor, and the joy that can be a part of your life. And I'm going to have you think for a minute. She said to think outside the box. I'm going to ask you if you would consider thinking beyond the box, because sometimes The way we see our lives is actually that box that we're in, and we really can't see any way out. So to be able to move beyond that, being who you are and taking the circumstances that you have is a goal that we're going to think about, you know, in terms of of being mindful. There are a lot of definitions Um, around mindful aging. There are a lot of definitions around, you know, being mindful. What I plan to do also with my guests is to ask them what some of their strategies are for aging whether it is physical or mental, like I said, or spiritual. And when the guests that are health professionals come in, yes, we're going to talk about disease. We're going to talk about uh, lifestyle. But we're also going to talk about self-care. And we're also going to talk about having pride in being alive. And we're going to talk about how family dynamics affects mindful aging. In addition to, like I said, the regular things, which are exercise and nutrition and, you know, self-awareness. So I just wanted to give you a little bit about why I created the Mindful Aging Show and what I hope to achieve and share with you so that we can walk that journey of mindful aging. I look forward to our next meeting. You've been listening to WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's community radio station, and I 
am Sebra B, and this is The Mindful Aging Show. Have a life like this Have a life 